touched a steel beam from the World Trade Center, people. I got nanothermite on my hands now. I haven't washed them since. I'm going to go to a lab and get them tested. It just fucking threw me for a goddamn loop, people. This fucking Cowboys game. Where it's like, oh, these people are very dumb. They sold us 1984, and they packaged it up real nice to make it seem like it's a good thing. But it's not. But either way, it makes for good content on the internet, right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Hey, what's going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Wednesday of all days, my friend. Hump day, humping and pumping. I hope you're getting a little bit of some of that stinky pinky out there today to celebrate this great Wednesday. Also, happy Yom Kippur, everybody. Hope you're out there having a nice hump day on Yom Kippur. Uh, how you been, my friend? I missed you this past week. I'm glad we can squeeze one in a little bit later in the week. Was on the road uh, this past weekend and uh, didn't have a chance to get a podcast out Monday. But here we are Wednesday, trying to get you through the uh, through the week. Just you and I, my friend. Real quick, some shows coming up. I do leave tomorrow for Connecticut. I'll be in Bridgeport, Connecticut this weekend at the Stress Factory with my good friend Aaron Weber. That is the 6th through the 8th. We'll be in Chicago the 13th through the 15th at Zanies. Also at the Improv in Milwaukee on October 16th. We'll be in Vegas at Wise Guys the 21st and the 22nd of October. Also, the Funny Bone in fucking Dayton, Ohio, November 4th, 5th. And then on the 6th, we'll be at Summit Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'll be in Cincinnati at the Comet on November 12th. That one is by myself, my friends. So if you're up in Cincinnati, dropping my phone. Come get the, uh, the, un, the unclean comedy set, we'll be told, uh, in Cincinnati. And also we'll be somewhere in fucking Minnesota uh, <laughs> later in November as well. All sorts of happenings going on. Check out JoeKellyComedy.com for all the up coming comedy shows that we have going on my friend i'm also trying to get something set up in panama city towards the end of the month but it's been a pain in the ass to uh to make happen but hopefully that'll come up i'll keep you all updated as usual anyway uh i already said joekellycomedy.com that's all we got in the bank right now my friend how are you my friend what are you doing How's it hanging? Listen, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. I think it took me a little bit longer to get to that today, so I apologize. Usually I say that right up top, but not this week, my friend. It took a minute, but I do hope you're doing well. And if you're not, hey, that's okay. That is okay, but get your shit together. We got a brand new month. Fall is pretty much here. 2022 winding down. Was it a good year for you? Was it a great year? What'd you do? We only got a couple months left. If it hasn't been great, you got about 90 days to make it the best possible year you possibly can. And I'm here to help you along through that way. All right? Get it done. Quit being a bitch. Quit being a lazy sack of shit. Do the things you know you're supposed to do and quit making excuses for yourself. Because at the end of the day, no one's going to hold your feet to the fire except you. So if you can't do it, don't go looking for somebody else to do it. I guess unless you pay somebody. I think that's where personal training comes in and life coaching comes in. Really, all you're doing is paying somebody to hold yourself accountable because you can't do it on your own. These fucking scam artists, my friends. 
you got all the belief you need and all the fire you need inside you. All right? Save your fucking $700 a month so some asshole will quit telling you you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. You know you're doing a good job. Look yourself in the fucking mirror and tell yourself you're doing a good job. Save that 700 bucks and send it to me on Venmo, okay? I'm a fucking life coach out here. People should be paying me for this goddamn podcast. Look at how uplifting and motivating we are being today on Joe Kelly's psychedelic experience. Ah. Uh, What's been going on with you, my friend? How's your life been? What'd you get into last week? I'd like to thank anybody and everybody who came out to the shows while Aaron and I were in Texas this past week. Houston was great. Bryan, Texas was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and so was Dallas. It was all a good weekend. Had a couple people come, uh, come in to see me from Facebook. You know what I mean? I had a video, listen, here's a big deal, people, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, had my first video hit a million views over on the uh, on the Facebook Reels, big deal, look at how fucking wealthy I am now, I'm about to be an asshole, people, I'm getting super famous out here, it's getting crazy, but uh, a couple people did come out who have seen the, the shit on Facebook that came out to the shows, you know, it's funny, because after the first show in Dallas... Aaron was standing around all his friends. He had like a group of, I don't know, fucking 12 people standing around him. I had one. You know what I mean? So I'm getting there. I'm getting to his level. But uh, the shows were absolutely great. It was a long few days. I forgot how I forgot how much being on the road takes out of you. But absolutely fantastic. Uh, Houston, fun as hell. I'm trying to think if anything memorable happened. They do have giant statues of the Beatles in houston and i think that's some commie shit you know what i mean they're not even from houston they're from fucking uh britain england wherever the fuck they're from i know it ain't texas they should have had i don't know who's from texas the undertaker they should have a big undertaker statue instead of the fucking beatles in houston you know what i mean it was very disappointing but the shows were absolutely fantastic such good shows ended up going to a dallas cowboys game on sunday with aaron uh it was we sat in the seats for maybe 15 minutes and then we just walked around so it was we didn't really watch the game that much as much as we were just as much as we just paid let's say between food parking and the tickets let's just say we just paid 300 dollars just to hang out at a place <laughs> Looking back at it, that's what it was. The seats were incredibly uncomfortable. You know, Aaron's, we're all big, we're all big guys. You know what I mean? I'm the strongest one of the bunch. That's for sure. Everyone else was just fat. <laughs> Everyone else just fat taking up space in the seats. But we realized we weren't going to be able to stay in those seats much longer. So we just wandered around and uh, ate chicken tenders because <laughs> it was the cheapest thing. They had a fucking $27 burger at the goddamn Dallas Cowboys game. $27 for a fucking double cheeseburger. Because like the big 16 or something like that. It's just two eight-ounce patties. That's all it is. Fucking McDouble for $27. When did everything related to sports have to become some fucking scam? You know what I mean? We paid to park. We paid like 20 bucks to park maybe like almost a mile away. But all the parking that was close 
to the actual stadium. And this is in Dallas. I don't know if this is everywhere. I really don't go to football games too often. So maybe you guys can let me know. But parking close to the stadium was like $125, dude. When did parking become the biggest get-rich-quick scam in America? You know what I mean? When did it become so, when did it become such a thing that you have to you have to spend a fucking pretty much rent, you know, to go to a fucking football game? It's so strange. It's so bizarre. And I get that they have to recoup, you know, everything that went into to build the stadium and these outrageous salaries that they play these, you know, for the lack of a better term, grown-up retards who like to smash their heads into each other. Come on, people. It's absolutely ridiculous what goes into just going to a fucking sporting event anymore. It's supposed to be for the kids, right? It's supposed to be for the kids, but you can't even take your fucking kid because everything's, you know, $13 for four chicken tenders, bro. Are you out of your fucking mind? Four chicken tenders for $13. What is that? Three bucks a tender? Three bucks a fucking tender? Eat my ass, dude. Eat my fucking ass. It's all part of the experience, you know? (laughs) It's just funny that we went and then didn't even watch the fucking game, which I feel like is what most people were doing anyway. There are some people who are very intent and focused on watching the game the entire time. But other than that, people are just hanging out with their friends, getting drunk. You know, I also think it's like, I don't know. I'm not big into sports. I don't know if you guys are, but if you work like a regular ass job, like a nine to five job, you work Monday through Friday, right? That's most of you. Most of your week is gone. It's beholden to some other place for whatever reason. And then and then your big thing on Sundays is you start drinking at 11 in the morning and watch football. It's like you've lost six days out of your fucking week to things that don't even care about you. You know what I mean? Maybe you got a job. Maybe they've treated you real well. Maybe you work for a company that isn't a piece of shit. You know what I mean? So maybe it's not so bad to go to work every day. But I was just thinking about the people who just fucking work jobs they hate five days a week and just go, I just can't wait for the weekend. And then the weekend comes and then that's gone in like two fucking seconds too. You know what I mean? It just fucking threw me for a goddamn loop, people. This fucking Cowboys game where it's like, oh, these people, these people are very dumb. (laughs) That's the other thing too. It's like, wow, these people, I wonder... I wonder who the smartest person in the stadium was. That's all I was trying to figure out. I kept looking at people going, is this person smart? Nah, probably not. You got a fucking foam five-gallon hat on. I don't know if you can hear that dog barking in the background, but give me a second here, people. I got to close this window. I'm trying to catch some breeze, get some fresh air. And this old-ass dog, he's barking. Time out. And we're back, people. And we're back. I understand that football, maybe it is the it is a way to escape the fucking shitty job during the week, but it just blew just the, the outrageous pricing of everything and how little people were actually paying attention to the game. You know what I mean? Most people wouldn't start cheering until everybody else was already cheering. You know what I mean? 
Like they weren't looking and then people go, oh, and then they go, whoa, look at, we did something. And then they don't know because they're already three sheets to the wind or whatever it is. But uh, still fun. It's a fucking massive fucking football stadium that one in Dallas, man. That thing was, I haven't been to a football game since the Detroit Lions played at the Pontiac Silverdome. If you know anything about Detroit sports, which they no longer play there, they play at Ford Field. It was like 96, 97 or something like that. That was the last football game I went to. And uh, as a young boy, you know, who's looking up to his football team, uh, you know, I can't remember. The quarterback got pulled. His name was Scott Mitchell at the time, and he just ripped up the playbook on the sideline in like the third quarter, which was a good example for a child, I suppose. So I just don't, you know, even I don't remember how expensive it was back then. That was a birthday present from my dad. And I'm not going to act like Aaron didn't pretty much take care of everything for the football game. But either way, just what goes into going to a football game it seems like it takes all the fun out of it. You know what I mean? It can't just be, oh, let's just go, let's just go to a football game on Sunday and have some fun. It's like, no, we got to have 60,000 people. We got to have a small city move into this very small area and everyone's got to spend at least three to $400 for us to even matter. You know what I mean? Nothing's about fun anymore. It's all about making money. If you want to have fun, you can go watch fucking high school football for five bucks, I suppose, right? I guess that's the argument to that. If you would like a if you'd like a cheaper product, go watch a cheaper product. But if you're coming to watch the Cowboys, baby, it's gonna cost you a little bit of money. But still fun, still an interesting time. You know what I mean? Got to see just a bunch of just a bunch of dummies <laughs> just having a good old, good old dumb time wearing, you know, putting on their uh, I'm an idiot fucking outfits for the day with their big stars and their big foam hats and just having fun. I can't be mad at people for having a little bit of fun, trying to distract themselves from, you know, the beautiful life that is going on around them. Why would you want to, why would you want to embrace all the good and bad that life has to offer when you can watch fucking football, baby, where you can watch a bunch of grown men get paid way too much money to do something that is unimpressive. as <laughs> the thing too like the first quarter and a half there weren't any touchdowns it was just a lot of running the ball no big hits or anything like that it's like oh this isn't even exciting this is not even exciting i'm not from dallas so maybe that'd be different but either way fun fucking time at the football game I'm trying to think of in- any interesting characters who came out of the woodwork but it was a pretty mellow weekend you know what i mean pleasantly surprised with the late show friday in dallas you know what i mean We've talked about this before on the podcast, but I'll break the fourth wall for you here with a little bit of comedy. Late shows on Friday are notoriously bad shows at comedy clubs or just in the world of comedy, right? They start late. People have been working all week. They're usually tired and they're usually already drunk showing up. You know what I mean? And here's the thing, like at comedy shows in Nashville too, anytime you see a group of blonde women, uh, they're... they're always terrible. They're always fucking terrible. Or just a girl, a group of girls in general, because it's always like a bachelorette party here in Nashville. So they're already drunk and their whole weekend's about them, but they're like, we're going to go to a comedy show in 
pretend that this doesn't have anything to do with us for a minute, but they have to make it about them, you know? So late show Friday, we're like, oh no, late show Friday, probably not going to be good. Group of girls, like probably 12, just beautiful women there. And uh, I think we put our, our Nashville judgment on them. We're like, oh no, these are going to be drunk bachelorettes. They were great. All the shows with Aaron were absolutely fantastic. We had one bad show, the late show in Bryan, Texas, but that's because no one was there for a comedy show. They were just there to hang out and get drunk. But other than that, all the shows were absolutely fantastic. The people who came out were absolutely great. Aaron's drawing. The people who are coming to see Aaron Weber are fucking so kind and such nice people and have been very incredibly supportive of me as well, you know? And I think that probably has to do with the fact that I'm not doing my dirty comedy. <laughs> but I'm also giving them little, I printed out cards to my album. So as I'm doing the clean shit, I go, hey, I got a whole album. People have been checking it out. People have been nice. But dude, the shows have been fun. The shows were absolutely fantastic in, in fucking Texas. And we didn't get in no riffraff, no trouble, nothing like that. Pretty mellow time, man. Pretty mellow time hanging out with my buddy. We did go to the George W. Bush Library in texas you remember that guy you remember the greatest president there's ever been you know sure 9-11 happened on his watch but it was going to happen on somebody's watch you know how else would you continue the empire if you the terrorist attack didn't happen you know what i mean we wouldn't have gotten that cheap gas for all those years without george bush making the decisions that he did <laughs> it was i mean if you go through that museum you would think that george w bush was the fucking greatest president that ever existed you know what i mean they made him look like a million bucks in in that museum and maybe it was maybe it was great they did not mention uh abu Ghraib or anything like that they didn't mention the guantanamo torture which i thought was interesting a lot of 9-11 stuff i touched a steel beam from the world trade center people I got nanothermite on my hands now. I haven't washed them since. I'm going to go to a lab and get them tested because I'm pretty sure I got some nanothermite <laughs> on my fingers from the from the steel. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> that's so fun. They did show the little video where he gets told that the World Trade Center is under attack and he just sits in the classroom still, which is interesting, you know. Either way, I thought that was a, a neat little a neat little uh, museum. Here's the other fun thing. They got a gift shop at the George W. Bush Library, right? They got like bobbleheads of pretty much every president from, uh, let's say... Who the fuck did they? I think they had Carter. I think they had George H.W. I think they had Clinton. They had Obama. They had Bush. They had Biden. You know what they didn't have? They had no Trump stuff, people. Not because they didn't want to have it. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Trump dog is just selling out of merch, dude. I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. I'm pretty sure once they get the Trump bobbleheads on, on the fucking shelf, I think they just fly out like hotcakes, dude. They had merch for every single president but trump and i think it's because they were sold out you know i mean you got to think that in texas they wouldn't give a fuck i didn't i don't think that the texas people are trying to keep trump stuff out of their gift shop you know what i mean i'm pretty sure it just sold out i'm pretty sure everybody who goes to that george w bush museum is probably is probably a supporter of the big trump dog you know what i mean 
So we got something to look forward to in 2024. Trump is still selling merch. It's, we got hope, people. We got hope for uh, <laughs> the return of the <laughs> return of the the Jedi or whatever the fuck he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> All good stuff there in Texas. I don't know what happened in the news this past week, people. I know somebody died. Uh, and I can't remember who it was, some celebrity, but I can't remember. So it is what it is. It was a busy week and having fun with my buddy. We were just fucking off, having a good time. You know what I mean? Great times. Had some barbecue in Texas. Shit my brains out. It's, you know, it is what it is. They put brisket, they put mac and cheese on top of the brisket and then put it on a sandwich. And it's like, this is, this is why people die, you know? Maybe th- that's why 9-11 happened. Not because they hate our freedom, but because it's just like, you guys are doing too much over there with your brisket and your mac and cheese. Maybe don't put them both on a sandwich. I would have liked it just as the side. But they were like, nah, we don't. You can either get it on the sandwich or you can go fuck yourself. Go to San Francisco. We know what you are. If you ain't eating mac and cheese on brisket, you probably belong on one of them coast cities, fella. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what you been up to with your, with your thoughts, with your life? I don't fucking know. I was going to try and make a transition here, but I'm been trying to do some self-reflection as always people. And, uh, I, uh, I don't know wanting when you want a better life for yourself, as I think I, I would, uh, I would like, you know, I have goals, I have aspirations, I have desires. I don't want to be stuck in the same place forever. I assume that everybody else thinks that way. And I'm realizing that they do not. And I can't I can't hold other people to my standards any longer. You know what I mean? It's just become a point of frustration. And you, as much as I would like to, I don't think I can help people uh, make decisions or try and want a better life for themselves. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Do you find folks out there? You know, I just always, I'm always trying to push myself towards something. You know, there's a journey in life involved and I don't want to be, I never want to be stuck in the same place for too long. Maybe I'll get to a place where I am like, okay, I'm happy with where my life is. This is, I'm content, but I'm always trying to push myself and better myself. And, uh, And I realize that a lot of people just don't want that or they don't have those desires, you know what I mean? And I can't, I can't get frustrated with them because they don't aspire to be anything outside of themselves. I have to just let people live and maybe just hopefully living my life by the standards I set for myself will maybe inspire people rather than wanting to push them, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, some people are just some people and it blows my mind. It really does. But some people are really content just working 40 hours a week, going to their job and then watching football on Sundays. You know what I mean? That fulfills people for some reason, even though it, I don't know, it doesn't, I don't understand that, but they probably don't understand my life either. So I've just been dealing with not being frustrated because to, to not being frustrated because people aren't living their lives up to my standards their life is their life but i do hate seeing people i love and care for 
sad and not doing anything about it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Do you have people around you that you love, but they always, you could tell they don't enjoy their life. They don't enjoy what they're doing, but they're stuck and they don't see a way out. So they just keep doing it. Do you have people like that around you? I got plenty of people like that around me, man. My family's like that a lot of the time, where it's just like life is miserable and they just accept the misery and don't try to do anything to change it. And that frustrates me, but I can't let it frustrate me anymore, you know? Because you try and tell them, you go, look, you don't have to live this way, man. You can live a life of fulfillment and happiness and joy, but they don't see it. You know what I mean? They don't see it. And that actually, the thought of that actually scares them because, because it's something that they don't know already, you know? I'm just trying to let go of that frustration. It was also a couple of weeks ago we were after the show. There's a young kid that does comedy here in Nashville. And he, <laughs> he was going off about how he had never been to Waffle House and someone took him to Waffle House and he had that hash brown bowl. And he's like, dude, that was the best thing I've ever had. And it's like, you do realize that's just potatoes and eggs, right? with some cheese and he's like yeah dude but it was the best thing i've ever had and it's like i don't know why it, it fucking frustrated me so much but it's like you can't be living your life like that thinking a hash brown bowl is the fucking pinnacle of existence for you you know what i mean but it's it's when people i've noticed when people who deal with depression or or whatever it is they kind of have a sad life they'll make mundane things seem like the greatest thing on earth. You know what I mean? And he'll tell you he's a depressed kid. But I there was a moment there where it's like, buddy, that is the most disappointing thing I've ever heard. But then I, I had to stop myself and go, I can't hold this kid to my standards. But it's like, I just want to shake him and go, dude, there's so much more to life outside of fucking eggs and potatoes in a bowl you know what i mean shitty fucking eggs and potatoes in a bowl nothing against waffle house look if i'm going to waffle house i'm getting the hash brown bowl maybe i think last time i went i think i just got four over easy eggs and some toast you know but either way i just want to shake him and go dude there's so much more beauty to life there's so much more out there than a fucking hash brown bowl but you're acting like it's the you found the fucking golden tablets or some shit like that because someone put hash browns and eggs and mixed them together. You know what I mean? I just want people to embrace life a little bit more and go seek an adventure rather than getting hyped up about a fucking bowl of goddamn potatoes and eggs. But I can't do that. I have to let them get excited about it and they'll figure it out or they won't, you know? Then it's like, what what makes me excited? You know what I mean? What really makes me excited? It certainly ain't eggs and potatoes. It certainly ain't a football game. You know, cup of coffee in the morning, that makes me excited. That gets my my blood going. Doing stand-up, that gets my blood going. You know, exploring the unknown, taking a chance, battling your demons. Those are the things that make me excited. Certainly not a fucking bowl of goddamn eggs and potatoes. Fuck.
But anyway, if that makes you excited, then that makes you excited. Listen, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way, people. I think we've had a little bit of fun today. I don't know. This is just kind of me going, hey, I missed you this past week. This is what's been going on. And uh, maybe we learned something. Maybe you can explain to me what is so exciting about football. And maybe you can explain to me what is so exciting about potatoes and eggs in a bowl. <laughs> maybe you could do those couple of things. I'm going to try and cut out those little fucking sniffles, but some of them might make it through. I apologize. Anyway, animal video clip of the week and get you on your way, my friend. This is coming from the great uh, website, worldstarhiphop.com, as of course it always does. I love me some World Star. This one, pretty cool guy, man. This, this guy, you know, this is a real man's man, people. All right? There's, uh, it's coming from a ring camera, you know, because everybody wants to be on camera at all points in times now. Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible what they've done to us, people. How they've made it seem like it's our choice to be on camera at all points in times. They're like, no, you want to be on camera at all times. And we're like, yeah, we do want to be on camera at all times. They sold us 1984 and they packaged it up real nice to make it seem like it's a good thing. But it's not. But either way, makes for good content on the internet, right? This guy, he comes, he's coming home from uh, somewhere with his lady, right? He's got his lady with him and he's got his two little dogs and they're on a porch. And uh, they're walking around the porch, and then all of a sudden, dude freaks out, starts yelling, because uh, there's a bear. There's a bear on the porch. Not a giant bear, but a bear nonetheless, right? So this dude, he fucking goes into straight big dog protector mode. You know what I mean? Starts fucking yelling, barking at the bear. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to do, intimidating the bear. And uh, it doesn't really work. The bear just keeps inching closer and closer. And I can't remember if the dude handed off his dogs before or after. But that bear gets a little bit close. And that dude just reaches out, fucking gives a nice hook, nice right hook to the bear, pops it in the face. And the bear starts backing up. And that dude just keeps hooting and hollering, you know, doing that primitive, that gutter roll yell, that fucking man yell. And I'll be honest with you, this dude looked like a fucking nerd. Looked like a fucking nerd, but when the time came, he protected his woman and their children and, the, and their dogs, you know what I mean? They didn't have children, but a lot of people who can't bust live nuts, they call their dogs kids, you know what I mean? People who want nothing more than a kid, but for some reason their reproductive organs are weak and broken. But I can't imagine this guy, I feel like this guy probably has 14, 15 kids, dude, slapping a bear? That's testosterone. Joe Rogan ain't never done that. When was the last time you seen Joe Rogan slap a bear, huh? When was the last time you've seen any president of the United States go face-to-face -face with a wild animal and come out on top, huh? This guy should be president. This guy should have the number one podcast in the world. I don't even know his fucking name. But he should be looked up to and admired for his bravery against death, you know? Let's quit electing these politicians and start electing motherfuckers who really protect the ones they love. Just my two cents. Hey, hope we had a little bit of fun today. Thanks for checking out the podcast, everybody. I missed you guys. I missed you so much. I missed you more than you know. Real quick, 
those shows coming up. I'll be in Bridgeport, Connecticut at the Stress Factory this weekend, at Zany's in Chicago next weekend, and Wise Guys in Las Vegas the 21st and the 22nd, all with my good buddy Aaron Weber. Go to JoeKellyComedy.com for the upcoming dates. Thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun. I will be back next Monday. I promise you I'll check in with you on a motherfucking Monday, my friend. I appreciate your time. Do me a favor. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. And I'll catch you around real fucking soon. Later.